This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so I have a question for you. It's been lingering now for about 150 years. Do you think, because this has been the, well, you probably run into this, that, that do you think over the years that the funniest people on earth are black people and Jews? Uh, yes. See? Immediate response, because it's true. A thousand percent. There yeah. you go. They just are. All right. I, look, I'm, you can go all the way back to Alan King. Made it very clear that he was a Jew when he came on Ed Sullivan, and he was hilarious. And maybe it's again that trauma piece. Yeah, trauma, yeah I think I think you're absolutely right. Trauma plus time yep. equals comedy, right? Isn't that the equation? Yeah. Uh, go ahead and try to be a uh, you know just a white honky comedian, and go and try to do a black room somewhere. You'll get destroyed. The oh pe- yeah. The people in the crowd are ten times funnier than you when you're on stage. That's it's true. Amazing. It's so true. And my buddy Ryan, who is a is a Jew from Los Angeles, one of the best writers ever I just he sent me some audio of him at a roast battle at the comedy store last mm-hmm. night and every joke he was battling a guy in a wheelchair and, oh god and the guy in the wheelchair is very funny I mean he had some jokes that were just like on fire but these two guys going back and forth <clears throat> and at the end of it I, I thought anybody else who would tell those jokes could never get away with it but because right. yep. Ryan is who he is and has the background that he has I'm like good on you for using some of oh. that stuff it's so good that was like your porn. That was like you yeah. were the you were the demographic for de- like receiving that video. I bet you were pumped to watch it. Oh yeah, I mean he had a joke where he was like, you know, the guy's in a wheelchair, he has cerebral palsy, and he said when uh, when Brandon's parents gave him up for adoption, it was when he was twelve, and they didn't use an adoption agency, they used AutoTrader.com. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. Got a huge laugh in the room, you know. But then the guy in the wheelchair d- d- gives it right back and oh, gets yeah. an even bigger response. Oh, so. that's so fun. I think it's wonderful. But yeah, I mean, I because the, the reason I asked you that is because of where I grew up. Like I said, I grew up in a black Jewish and Catholic neighborhood. So do I like them, uh, blacks and Jews particularly, um, as far as comedy is concerned? Is it because of where I grew up? But no, I just think across the board. And I think it's because, like you pointed out, Brittany, there's been a lot of strife and all the rest of it in their their heritage. So, yeah, I think they did. A lot of people ward off kind of not very pleasant feelings with with humor. Yeah, no you have to. It's a coping mechanism. I'm terrified, and you should be worried for Kinley as well. What their personalities are going to suck. Yeah, we're not giving them trauma? enough trauma. Yeah, there's no, there's trauma. no drama. Oh, no. no. Oh, like, It'll I, work out. My I, kids have never had any trauma, and they both got an attitude. Yeah, so well, what does that tell you? Know, like, I'm going to hire somebody in the neighborhood to just bully Go-Go because... <laughs> a good, good because idea. she is surrounded by adults who are just giving her everything, all of their attention, all of it. I'm like, your personality is going to suck. Is is uh, Judd ready to go? Yeah. Oh, yep. he is there. Okay. Up, yep. mm-hmm. There you are. What are you, hiding? I guess so. Good, good discussion, though. I, I agree. Completely. Trauma helps. Yeah. Trauma, Trauma helps definitely humor. Definitely helps comedy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's any question about that. The people that have been pounded the most, I just, and they don't live very long, unfortunately, but uh, yeah. that's the way it is. But, and look, I'll throw the other one in because where I grew up, I think you get some Italians, Irish, in particular, Catholics, funnier than a sumbitch. There's no mm-hmm. question about it. So, and I think it's the, everybody in this room is right that the, the trauma causes that. You have to deal with the trauma by, uh, I guess, trying to make other people laugh instead of making them feel bad, right? 
Yeah, and I think it also helps to use that because you, you can joke about those things then, right? Because you've been right. through them. Right. I think it's I think what makes it difficult if you is if you've clearly not been through it and you try and joke about it because it probably falls flat then. But if you've been mm-hmm. through it, you've got a right to do exactly that. But as far as Britney's kids go or kid goes, um, kids now it's a it's a different ball game. So, it is, yeah. I wouldn't be concerned, but I mean, as far as being coddled and, and spoiled and, you know, multiple trophies being doled out in sports, I mean, it's just a different, it's a different era completely compared to like us. Well, luckily, luckily for her, I am a millennial and the idea of dedicating my weekend to sports things, I'm also very selfish. So I don't feel like we're going to be doing multiple you. trophies. <laughs> no trophies. I'm going to be like, you should get into running. Just go run somewhere. Like, yeah. I watch my uh, a little bit uh, older of friends with teen kids doing whole weekends somewhere. Mm. Uh, in Iowa or, you know, even Chris just went to Wisconsin for a whole weekend at a hotel for sports. And I go, No? No. Not your deal. I mean, who knows? I'm such a pushover. I could see, talk to me in like 14 years, but like, that sounds terrible. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Wait a minute. What sounds so terrible? I don't want to, every weekend they're going somewhere for sport. Every weekend is dedicated. That, that is tough, That's yeah. That's so much. And I know it's like how it works nowadays, but we had this thing called VAA in Stillwater, and it was a real casual sports. And I think practice was the same day as the games. You got a colored T-shirt, and that's what team you were on. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to get mm-hmm. Coco into. Just a bunch of real casual sports. Okay, I want you guys to ask him when he gets here, because he'll be here in about an hour, uh, probably about 45 minutes. Andy didn't like to play sports much. They just didn't care for it. He was yeah, that kind of deal. But we said, well, why don't you just play soccer, because you don't come in contact with anyone. All you got to do is kick the ball, blah, blah, blah. About 10 minutes in, he comes off the pitch and claims he has a broken leg. And to this day, he won't let it go. Yeah, he said that you guys made him play a whole game with a broken leg. With a broken leg. Yes, that's exactly right. They made me play with a broken leg. It's like, no. As soon as you're out of the room, that's what he tells everybody. (laughs) Of course it is. How'd you like to play soccer with one broken leg? That's got to be a thrill, huh? I believe everything he says. Of course you do. sounds like you. You said sugar tit all the way. Sugar tit all the way. Get your ass back out there on the pitch. You notice I said pitch instead of field. I was. Because I'm really a cool soccer guy. I was very was impressed. Good. I don't yeah. know anything about soccer. I have no idea. Well, you're up, up now. It's nil-nil. It's a pitch. The standings are what? The table? The table. I mean, Tom, you are on the right track. Well, see, Tino Lettieri, my dear friend, he's a legendary soccer player. I learned everything from him. Anything I know about soccer is from Ted Lasso, so now I know Premier League. <laughs> so you're good to go. And that's it. Yep. Is that show funny? <laughs> yeah, I like yeah. it. It, it. It has some nice moments. I would say season two was there's some on and off moments. I heard that was lame. Season but I'm having fun with season, season three. I'm having fun oh, okay. with season three. So I think if you, I think you'd enjoy it. I'd give it a whirl. Give it a whirl. I got to get some laughs, man, because now Abbott Elementary is not making any new episodes because of the strike and all that stuff. You could go back and rewatch that. I was I rewatching an episode of that, and there's a lot of things you kind of don't catch because it's so witty and the writing's so quick. And I'm telling you what, and I'm not kidding because of where I grew up. Those women, those black women on that show, 
They are right out of my neighborhood. I'm telling you yeah. flat out. That principal, I don't think oh, there's a, God, funny, is she the a best? funnier character ever written. She hates everyone but herself. She's so <laughs> self-centered. And she'll make fun of the, the other teacher's clothes. Like, oh, yeah, oh, all the time. That sweater's hideous. And then what so I really funny. love is when she gets so deep into it, you cannot understand a word she's saying. I know. She, that's what I'm saying. You might want to go back and throw some subtitles on because that is some of the funniest oh, writing. Oh, God, it's very, very funny. Every, I mean, I think Rudy's talked about this. It feels like the writing in a lot of shows now, it's every t- joke, 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 yeah. joke, joke, joke. It's pretty good. I like it. So, Judd, the late, oh, no, so the Twins last night had to go 12 innings again. Yes. Unfortunately, they lost what was a uh, an entertaining ball game. I stayed up for the entire thing because it was that much fun. But how is it, Tom, how is it that all of these years after Phil Cuzzy screwed him against the Yankees and mm-hmm. Maurer in the playoffs, that he's the guy who called two not even close strikes on Kirilov yep. Yep. And, and helped at least to screw him again and then – I don't know if you saw it. The call by the first base umpire on that fair foul ball. Oh yeah, that he yep. ruled that he ruled fair in what I've got it written down here in the eighth was looked like it was nowhere close. Mm-hmm. So they did not get any help from the blue last night. I'll, I'll give them that. Do you are you finding the blue this year mm-hmm. are making a lot of mistakes with balls and strikes? And there's some of those pitches are way out of the zone. They call them a strike. You know, I think that we are, because of the technology now, I think we are just more acutely aware. Yeah, of, probably. And we sort of, you know, because they've got the box now, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think we see that. And the electronic strike zone, in some way, shape, or form, which is being used in AAA this season, is around the corner. And I think our patience for, you know, it's one thing to miss a pitch slightly, right? But... That Kirloff at bat, because he called two strikes that were nowhere n- near strikes. It was so bad mm-hmm. that Dodgers television uh, guys were mocking him, basically, and defending Kirloff. Really? Yes. Boy, that is I, unusual. I think the Dodgers play-by-play guy just said that that Phil Cuzzy made a major league at bat even harder, and he was exactly right. Those mm-hmm. bo- Those pitches were both clear balls. It was not close so i have a question for you because i didn't see the game last night is it hard to watch the dodgers without vin scully oh yes i loved him and i thought he was wonderful he worked alone on television i know isn't that amazing and he deserved to <laughs> he was but great. how how ultimately silly does that sound in like mm-hmm. 2020 you know 2019 when when at the time, what uh, uh, Fox Sportsnet, right, had all of these souped-up, you know, sound effects and and the telecast, and Vinny would sit there working alone on TV, telling stories that were perfectly timed out. So yes, I miss him greatly. I he do was too. Unbelievable. And the great thing about him, he put a book out. I don't know how many years ago. It was a long time ago, and he did some appearances on the morning show. Mm. And he, that's how he talks. Well. Good morning, Tom. I mean, it's just how he talks. Cadence is mar- was marvelous. Mm-hmm. Like everything about everything about him doing baseball. If if there was a person who was born to call a sport, it was him in baseball. Right? I couldn't agree more. I, I thought he was wonderful. Just to bring up the Dodgers, I'm like Finn Scully. <laughs> yeah, 
And Wind's how was going. the recall too? <clears throat> yep. Like to his dying day, I think the recall. I mean, his stories were meticulously planned out, and I don't think he was planning them. I think he just was that good. But yeah, it's his loss is was one of the great losses to baseball mm-hmm. because there will never. I don't think there will ever be a broadcaster like him again. No, never. And that's not to say, by the way, we have been very, very lucky in Minnesota with the Herb Carneals and the Halsey oh. Halls. and the, You get on the list of all these people. I mean, Bob Casey. I, I, I used to love that when I'd walk downtown Minnesota and all of a sudden I'd hear, downtown Minneapolis, I mean, excuse me, uh, and all of a sudden I'd hear, Bernard! And it was him like two <laughs> blocks away. I'm like, hey, Bob, how are you? How's it? Check it out, Tom. I'm oh, showing, there he is. I am is. showing Bernard my Bob Casey bobblehead there right he now. There is a Bob part Casey. Of the Twins Hall of Fame bobblehead collection. I love that so much. Why didn't I get one of those, damn it? Can you buy them she still? get one, yeah. Oh, you can buy them? I'm sure somewhere. Oh, I'll have call, to get one. Call the Twins. You know what? Call the Twins. Say, if I'm going to get season tickets, I want the Hall of Fame collection, damn it. Yeah, right now. Cough up. <laughs> right leaping now. But we have been very, very lucky with our sports announcers in this town. Have We've had some of the greats of all time. No doubt about it. Oh, absolutely. In fact, uh, to go back before my time, what, the Twins, I think at, in, starting in 62, it was what, Herb Carneal, Ray Scott, and Halsey? Oh, God, and Ray, Ray Scott. Scott was marvelous. Phenomenal. And a great guy, too. Just a really, really mm-hmm. nice man. No question. He opened a bar after he retired, I know, for a couple of years. Had a bar downtown. It, yep. It, it was uh, It was right near the Star Tribune. Yep. The, the little, the old, the original little wagon was on the corner there. The little wagon. I missed the little wagon, baby. Oh, it was a great, what a great newspaper bar. It was. And then Scott's was right by him, but oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that was a, a collection of characters there. Can you, um, those days of going sitting around, and this is, you know, a long, long time ago, you sit in a little wagon and you'd hear all the newspaper guys just arguing about every damn topic and subject. It was phenomenal. They're all getting hammered as hell. It was great. I loved it. And some were going back to work. And some went back to work. I know this. I know this for a fact. Some were going back to work. I know that for a fact, too, because I've seen it happen. And the court bar, which was really close to Channel 4, mm-hmm. uh, you could find a, an anchor or two drinking between the 6 and 10 p.m., I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you could. In fact, I God. bet I know some names from way back. Oh, I bet you do. <laughs> I bet I do. Yes, I bet I be- you do. So, I think the court bar now, Tom, I think it's what is Dan Kelly's. Oh, really? That's what it is? The court bar is now Dan Kelly's? I should go in there again because I used to be in there all the time. But that was, God, 30 years ago. I loved it. I just I used to love downtown Minneapolis, and I still do, but I, I can't go down there without a gun. I'll be honest with you. Can't do it. Isn't that sad? Mm-hmm. You know, I went down there a ton in my boy. Well, I, I worked at the Strip for 20 years or so, but I went down there a ton in my 20s, 30s, and 40s, but... I just slowed down, man. <laughs> After that, I just slowed down. Yeah. So, because downtown, that now, the, the one thing that's changed though is, you know, downtown the way it used to be was more fun mm-hmm. because now with with all of the condos and apartments, right? It's almost been tried. They've almost tried to turn it into a suburb. 
I liked it more yeah. when yep. it was retail and business and vibrant, and people would get off work and rush to drink. That was more fun. I God, think. it was so much fun to go downtown. It was, oh, God, it was great. The Skyway Bar, go to a movie, drink like a fish. Phenomenal. Uh, the Skyway Bar. You could get in some trouble there. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> oh, my God. Speaking of the uh, Road Warriors, my buddy... Should I even say which one it was? Of course. He was standing in that, you know the, those big front doors that would either go to the bar or the movie theater? Yes. Those doors. Uh, he was walking by, and four young uh, troubadours thought they were going to mouth off to him. There's actual video. The, it was the police video that I happen to know a couple of cops that might have had a copy of. But these guys started harassing him, right? Didn't work out too well. The hawkster, the hawk, it was hawk, not animal. But there is video of him beating the piss out of all four guys right there in that doorway at the Skyway Bar. <laughs> why would you mouth off, though? I, That's why? the question. Are you out What's, of your what mind? What are you accomplishing by getting your ass kicked is, the, is today's question. And they had no chance from jump. There were four of them, one of him, and you could tell from the first second of that video, this ain't going to end well for these boys. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Oh, well. That's unfortunate for them, but uh, it's, it's, you know what? Life lesson, Tom. It is. For those... Four young troubadours. A life lesson that sometimes it's best just to keep your mouth shut. It's true. We'll take a great, uh, quick break. We'll be right back. More with Score North Judd Zolgad right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, president at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a community bank based right here in the Twin Cities, we believe in taking the time to get to know our customers and their businesses. And part of that is hiring and cultivating a team of experienced lenders. When your business banks with us, you're not training in a new inexperienced banker. In fact, our bankers have worked with many of the same customers for years, earning their trust. We get to know you and your business, and you get to know and rely upon us. When your business is looking to capitalize on an opportunity or solve a problem, We'll be here to help you. Tom here. I know Brad and Mike, and I trust that with my banking, they've personally delivered on everything they've just said. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Hi, this is Tom Bernard. If you've been listening, you know I'm a fan of Nissan vehicles. I own an Altima. My son and daughter-in-law both own Nissans, and we bought them all at Walzer Nissan stores here in the metro. They hang their hats in Burnsville, Wyzetta, and Coon Rapids. So why is Walzer different than other Nissan stores? And why should you absolutely go there this month? Tell them I personally sent you to lease or buy your next vehicle. First, there's Walzer Care, a complimentary powertrain warranty that will keep you covered for miles to come for free at Walzer Nissan. This month, you can score 0% financing for up to 60 months on select Nissans, or you can lease the 2023 Nissan Pathfinder S for only $269 a month. You'll need to tell them you want the Tommy B deal, of course. That's understood. So, not just Nissan, but Walzer Nissan, Burnsville, Wyzetta, and Coon Rapids. Don't forget to let them know the Tom Bernard family sent you and ask for the Tommy B deal. Go to walzer.com and select the Walzer Nissan store nearest you. 
269 per month for 24 months. 10,000 miles per year. 5,900 do it signing. Vin PC 261725. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial conversation consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. Tom Bernard here. Are you ready for some throttle therapy? Cruise the water in luxury on a brand new Bennington pontoon from Power Lodge. Enjoy sunset from the water, entertain the kids, and float on the lakes all summer long. It all starts at the Lodge, the Twin Cities' newest Bennington dealer, the Power Lodge with locations in Brainerd, Onamia, Ramsey, and Miller Marine of St. Cloud. Hundreds of pontoons in stock across all Power Lodge locations. Your summer fun begins at Brainerd's newest Bennington dealer, the Power Lodge. Enjoy the best days of summer on your favorite lakes in a brand new Bennington pontoon from the Twin Cities' newest Bennington dealer, the Power Lodge in Ramsey. With locations in Brainerd, Onamia, Ramsey, and Miller Marine in St. Cloud, and hundreds of Benningtons in stock across all locations, the Power Lodge is your destination before you hit the lakes this summer and cruise at sunset. Fun begins at the Lodge, the Twin Cities' newest Bennington dealer, the Power Lodge. Get some throttle therapy on land and water, millermarine.com and powerlodge.com, and you can tell them Tommy sent you. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. Ladies, all I need is the support of Amy Daniels with someone will piss him off very (laughs) soon. Don't you think? Yeah, we're working on it. I really need all the support I can get from Amy Daniels. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, the weather, mostly sunny and warm today. Skies may get a little hazy this afternoon as some of the smoke from wildfires in Canada moves south. A high, though, of 82 degrees. They might think it might even get up to 85 today, maybe. Mm -hmm. Wednesday, mostly sunny, a bit cooler with a high of 76. Then Thursday, partial sun with scattered showers, a high of 75. Friday, blustery and much cooler, a high of only 62 on Friday. But Saturday and Sunday, sunny, warm, 72 on Saturday and 74 on Sunday. It is sunny and 65 right now, as a matter of fact. Beautiful, beautiful day. So you're going to get out today at all, Judd? Are you, you're a golfer, aren't you? I'm not a golfer. Uh, yes. Phil is. 
Big time. Oh, I'm Phil not. is. Yep. So you don't golf at all. I golfed in the 90s, and I said, you know what? That's it. I'm absolutely terrible, and I'm I'm not athletically inclined enough to improve, in my opinion, so I hung up the clubs. I retired. I could tell you how to straighten that swing out in a heartbeat. No problem. I wish you, you would come along 25 years ago, and perhaps I would have something to work with. How tall uh, are you? Too late. Uh, right around six feet. Yeah, right around six. So I thought you and I are pretty much the same height. Um the one thing you have to do is make sure you get your hands up to your right shoulder. It can't be down here because you're mm-hmm. going to screw it up. It's got to be up here. And mm-hmm. then, so you literally, you might have to rock back on your right foot and, and actually even rotate your left foot. Are you, are your right hand? Uh, I golf left. Oh, you golf left. Okay, so you'd have to rotate, rotate your, your right foot back a little bit just to make sure that club gets all the way back so you can actually drop it inside. You'll hit it well every time. Really? Yep. Man, we'll get out used, there and practice. I could have used baby. this advice circa 1998. Well, nobody sucked at golf more than I did until about 10 minutes ago. <laughs> so <laughs> I've had some years I didn't know what the hell I – I would take lessons and I just couldn't – but I finally found the right guy, Al Strangs. His name's over Golden Valley. Al is a phenomenal teacher. I hadn't picked up a club more than five, ten minutes for the last six years. I picked up the club, remember what – and it literally it all popped back into my head what Al had taught me. I was hitting the ball beautifully, just from what he had taught me like six years ago. Really, it's all in your head, man. It's it's not a. That's a great endorsement right there. It's not a physical problem. It's a mental problem in golf. It really is. You talk yourself into be even really good or really bad. (laughs) As as is so much of life, Tom. Yeah, it's true. Problem. We'll have to get out there. So Phil's a pretty good golfer. I don't know he's good, but he golfs a lot. I think. (laughs) So perhaps you you can teach him too. You see. There's still time to save him. Because Rudy's a golfer. Yeah, I golf quite a bit. I'm trying to figure out a way to get out and just hit nine today because it is going to be beautiful. So, God, you sound like it's my supposed husband. supposed to be 85 no. degrees. Yeah. Trying to figure out how to get out there and hit. you trying to like is, create three hours. Why don't you go to like Rush Creek or there, there are public golf courses that are wonderful. Yeah, it's not so much about uh, the uh, placement of the golf course. It's more about if I can get my stuff done in time to be able to oh, get to the golf course is okay. what. Yeah, that's the problem. So I, I don't live too far from Highland, and I don't live too far from Snelling. So if, oh, I just, yeah. if I just want to hit quick nine, do it for an hour, just get in and out, those are probably my two courses. i got to be honest with you. My kids went to St. Thomas and St. Kate's. I miss being in that neighborhood. because uh, Warwick, you know, Warwick Avenue over there, mm-hmm. just... They lived on that street right there. I used to love going over to that neighborhood. Yeah. It's a great place. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? It's fantastic. St. Paul is, I love it. I do too. Yep. I love it. No it, question about it. It feels like, you know, it feels like St. Paul didn't tear down nearly as much of its history as Minneapolis. There's no doubt about that. No question. Just along... Um, Oh, God, what is that corner there with all those beautiful old buildings still are? Down Snelling. Is it Snelling? Or is it? No, I think it's further down on. Uh, I can't remember. Talking about like Grand Avenue, yeah. that area? Snelling? No, and Grand I like Grand. Or? I like okay. Snelling and Grand. That's a good neighborhood. But no, this, all, is a, yeah. this is an older neighborhood. It's within two blocks of the, of the, uh, the cathedral. Oh, okay. And it's all those old buildings and That's a bunch of restaurants and bars and all that stuff. Beautiful. Are you talking about. 
like it's Selby and I think is there Wisconsin? Come well, on, like where it? Tom Reed's and everything is. No, no, no this no. is up on the hill. You're it's talking up on the hill. Up yep. on the hill. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Kind of by the Happy Gnome, like that was around yeah, there, wasn't love it? That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. that. There's a, like a Russian tea house over there. Yeah, yeah. The, I love St. Paul. Really great. St. Paul Curling Club was on that. Uh, yeah, hallway. it was. Yeah. Yep, that's awesome. the one right mm-hmm. there. No question. Let's go get drunk right now. I haven't had anything to drink in 11 years. <laughs> no. I'll go ahead. That's not happening. Let me tell you something, What's your name, Quitney? Oh, you going? You're I'm on my way right now. You're hopping in a car right now? <laughs> well, or, oh, or God. I could take a cab or something like that. But yes, absolutely. One great thing about drinking with me is what I'm drinking predicts how I will be acting. And it happened every time. Yep. I never even noticed it until some, some friends said, Tom, when you drink beer, you can drink beer all night, and you're always in a great mood, and you're laughing and joking. And I, and I can. I can drink a ton of beer and not get drunk. I don't know why that is. And then wine is kind of middling. I relax much more and get kind of, matter of fact, I get a little even tired. But then you go that jump from whiskey to tequila. Oh, my God. You don't want to be anywhere near me. I'm telling you. I get crazy. I mean, it literally makes yep. me nuts. I believe it. Yep. What In do you mean you 20s, believe? <laughs> I had the same thing. No, Tom, you're exactly right. You're exactly oh, right. Man. Mixed drinks were my, were, in, in fact, I quit that. I'm, I'm like, I become a raging a-hole. Me too, Pally. Mixed drinks. But beer? <laughs> but beer, you're right. Beer, it's like, okay. Brittany said too. Brittany yeah, said she gets mean when she same. drinks mixed drinks. And tequila is like one of those things that turns me into a pure raccoon. Um, <laughs> okay. The things that I think I can do and jump down from oh, and God. hide in oh, and... God. You know, scurry around. Uh-oh. I do not. I do not. I'm not. I'm not my best self on tequila. I'm not either. Believe me. <laughs> You're a raccoon. Yeah. <laughs> Why is it you think that tequila in particular, it literally pisses me off to drink tequila? I don't know. It's I a, have no idea why. It's that agave. It gives us a little bit of energy. Is that, <laughs> is that what it is? We get get crazy. I mean, because obviously it just brings out what's already in there, right? It didn't put it in there. It just brings it out. Yes. Yeah, so You're saying I'm... In my soul of souls, I am a raccoon. I, I feel that. There you go. Yeah. You're good to go. Yeah. That's all I have to say. I'm fine with that. But mm-hmm. anyway, moving, for, moving on from <laughs> drunkenness. Oh, I, knew I didn't see that coming. Yeah, the raccoon. Why was it a raccoon again? Oh, I just become very, like, survival mode. And oh, again, do these feats, yeah. She digs through the trash. Yep. Digs yeah. through the trash. Mm-hmm. I used to love that watching a raccoon hold up the lid on a on a garbage can and look inside. <laughs> oh. Like, are you pulling my tit? Yeah. You know how they literally hold the lid and look in. We had a raccoon <laughs> in Bryn Mawr, and if you know anything about Bryn Mawr, it's very much so free I to love be you that and place. me. We're not trying to kill raccoons out there. Mm-hmm. There was a raccoon that weighed, I swear, at least forty pounds, <laughs> and it would. We had a big. We were doing renovations, and we had one of those big dumpsters out in our back alley. And this raccoon literally poured himself out of it. <laughs> it was so fun. He was so chubby. And I go, I do love you are stuff. a Bryn Mawr raccoon, okay? God. <laughs> you miss living in that neighborhood? Oh, my, so much. It's a great neighborhood. I, I love Bryn Mawr. I love that neighborhood. It was right up to so many running paths. Did you go to Matilda's? Uh, no, there, there was the restaurant. They, they switched that right name there, on Glenwood. They had um, there's a restaurant there that's now like a Mexican y kind of tapas place. There's a restaurant there, and then Cup of Java, Bryn Mawr mm-hmm. Pizza. I love this. That is name. down this is a little further west of that. What's not, it called? Not, it's called Matilda's. 
It used to be two blocks even further west, but then I don't know what happened to that building. They moved it back. Am I right with that? Is it Matilda's or Martha's or what the hell is it? It's right on, it's right on Glenwood and about, oh, Jesus, maybe Upton? I don't, I don't know what your Matilda's is, but... Um... There's one there. There's a restaurant there, and it's really good. Because Michael Bryant and I go there, and we're the only honkies in the place, and I love it. Um, it's yeah, fantastic. There's, there's good food in Bryn Mawr. Yeah, there is. Absolutely. Yeah. I cannot. God, I gotta. I'm gonna have to drive by there today because I know it starts with an M. But, but I've been in that restaurant up the old one and the new one about eight billion times. I love going in there. Yeah. Very, very good service. Good food. La Mesa is the place we go to now, but that's oh, changed Mesa, names yeah. a whole bunch. Um, but yeah, I loved. Yeah, that was a fun place to live. Very fun place to live. I could see that. Now, Judd, where'd you grow up? Minnetonka. Oh, you grew. Where, what part of Minnetonka? Um, do, do you know where Gro- uh, Groveland School is? Yeah. Right across the street from there. Well, you did. Back in the back, there, there was a, um, a, just a bunch of homes back across the street. So I grew up there, but I went to Benilde because I spent, mm-hmm. uh, what, I spent my first 13 years of education in Catholic schools because I went to St. Therese and then Benilde St. Margaret's. Yeah, see, there you go. Because mm-hmm. Catherine and I, um, our first house was in that neighborhood. I was trying to think of the name of the street it was on, but I can't remember really? the name of the street. Yeah. It's right back there. You know, remember the old Super Value used to be? It was a oh, uh, yeah. Super Value used to be right there on Minnetonka Boulevard and what is that? 101? 101, yep. Yeah. yeah so exactly. if you go if you go east about half a mile, mm-hmm. take a right on and I can't remember the street. But there's all those houses back there. We lived in there. We just loved it there. I, to this day, still miss the T. Wright's prime rib. Oh, you got that right now. Yeah, we were about three blocks from there. We were right by, oh, man, was that. And, and perhaps the greatest salad bar I have ever no, you're right. taken part in. Ooh, yeah. T. Wright's. Yeah. Wright's. And I love that liquor store right next to it, too. That was a great liquor mm-hmm. store. Had really good wine and everything. Yeah. I think that's still there, Tom. Oh, the liquor store is still there? I think the liquor store might still be. What yeah. is T. Wright's now? Uh, I think it was turned. I think it was torn down and turned into oh, it a was. health uh, health club. Yes. Oh, they tore it down. I didn't know that. Yeah, I loved going is, to see. They shouldn't tear that down. Tell me about it. Damn man. it! A good prime rib is hard to find. No, it is. No, and they had right. a fantastic one. T. Wright's was great. I used to love going up there. Mm-hmm. And still, I drove. I should have walked. Go up there and schwiel. You know what I mean. It was only about, I, that could not have been more than four blocks from my house. Milda's? Milda's. It's not Matilda, it's Milda. Yeah, there uh, you go. You were really close, though. Right there. Really on, close. That's close enough. It's that on counts. Glenwood and what, Upton? Uh, I'm still looking up. I don't know if that's technically. I think it is Milda's. Maybe I'm not even right about yeah, that Yeah, it's either. Glenwood. You're right, it's on Glenwood. Okay, it's on Glenwood. Um, okay, so it is Milda's. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's over by the Glenwood Apartments. Yep, it's right over there. And the fire station. See, that's nice. All those neighborhoods. Oh, the fire station. That's Yeah, that's right. See, there you go. But now I got some great memories of living in Minnetonka. Catherine and I, our first house. And, okay, I got to tell you this story because I know you got to go in a couple of minutes, a couple yeah. of seconds, actually. But first house we ever lived in. And Catherine and I were talking about this last night because there were some guys... And it was on a news report. Some having sex with ten, eleven, and twelve-year-old girls. Stop, yeah, stop, right. Stop, stop. I said, you know how weird that feels to me just to watch that, because I met Catherine. I was twenty-nine years old, and she was twenty-one, 
and I was very concerned she was too young for me, even though she was a grown woman. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just that, that I don't know how anybody ever does things like that. It just makes no sense to me. You get, I don't think we're meant to know. Yeah, yeah you're probably right about that. Yep, I think Britt's exactly right. You're probably right about that, but... Nah, we had some good old times. So Catherine and uh, we're living out there in Minnetonka. Got a Crestview Terrace. That's where we lived. Croftview Terrace. That's where we lived on Croftview Terrace. Okay. Right there. And I came home one night. The car was in the garage. Catherine's car was in the garage. And I'm walking around. I cannot find Catherine. She's nowhere in the house. She's not upstairs. She's not downstairs. She's nowhere around. So I go in what was just a third bedroom. We call it our guest bedroom, even though it was just a third bedroom. Mm -hmm. And nobody ever stayed there, so it wasn't a guest bedroom. (laughs) But I walk by, and I notice that the bathroom door is closed. So I open the bathroom door, and there is my lovely wife laying in the tub naked. There's nothing in the tub other than her naked body. And I said, Catherine, what are you doing? I I just... they dropped me off at home. I said, what? <laughs> now, Catherine is not a big drinker. She'll have okay. a, a drink, but she's not a big drinker. So she goes, they, they dropped me off at home. I said, well, I'm glad they dropped you off, honey. And they, I see they drove your car home for you, so that's good. Yeah, they did it. I said, yes, honey. I said, honey, what were you drinking? And there's this huge pause, and she goes, Blash Ruskin. Really? Blash Ruskin, huh? You mean Black Russian? Oh, is that no. What we, is that what we meant to oh, say? Oh, no. I have never, ever again seen her that hammered. Never. It happened once in our relationship. That's funny. Oh, my. Can you imagine Catherine drunk? I I mean, no. Oh, but yeah. I think it's so funny. Get some. You, everybody needs to get that drunk. Yeah, probably good for you. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. And remind Just me to at least not, once. And remind me to not drink Blash Ruskin. So. Blash oh, Ruskin. God, they can nail I still you. like yeah. the pronunciation. Mm-hmm. Blash Ruskin. That's all I have to <laughs> say. All right, Pally, you got to head off to your next assignment. I do indeed, but we will talk to you tomorrow. Ho- hopefully, the Twins can win ga- uh, Game Two against the Dodgers, although they're facing uh, Clayton Kershaw tonight. Oh so. God. It is doesn't it, get easier. Is it it's tonight and then tomorrow day game? Is that correct? Exactly right. Yes. All right. We'll be, but but it's eight thirty. We should remember that there are eight thirty starts in uh, in mm-hmm. Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So there is that. All right. We'll talk again in the morning, Palomino. Sounds good. Talk to you. Thanks a lot, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Score North Judd Zolgad hanging out with us. A good old time. God, remember the last time you got really hammered. Because that just popped into my head too. It's been a long time. Yeah, yeah. But never, I was never at the point where I stripped off my clothes and laid in the tub. Yeah, I want to say I wasn't, but I know I definitely was. <laughs> so that, is that a is that a woman thing? I don't know. I think it's a very drunk thing. Yeah. Oh, she was, and I'm really happy with this. She got a ride home. That was I'm very proud of her. Although I don't think she could have started a car anyway. No, though. She was that far gone. The funniest story I think Catherine's ever told me about some mistake she's made, and she's made only, I think, three in her whole life. I'm one of them? Maybe, but I'm just okay. saying that like she's, <laughs> uh, she's rarely in the wrong, but she left salmon in her trunk once. Oh, God, you don't want to do that. And that, to me, and she was like, Brittany... Like, we've had the car detailed, like, three times. She's, like, she went to Costco and got the big piece or mm-hmm. whatever and had it in the trunk, forgot about it, and she said it's it, it almost ruined the car. 
if you want to piss somebody off, because I know guys oh. that used to do this. Oh, gross, don't tell me. That are really pissed off at people. They would hide, like, you know that fake crab? It's that imitation crab. Yeah, yeah, and I love or that Or salmon or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And stick it up under the car seat. <gasps> that smells so bad after about three, four days. Oh. And it never goes away. Oh. They just, just, they're pissed off at you, so they destroy your car. Oh. Have you ever smelled that, Rudy? Yeah, it's awful, yeah. Oh. As a fisherman? Oh, yeah. Every now and again, you'll forget something, like, in the <laughs> in the back. And, and luckily, like, because we all own trucks with toppers. Yeah. yeah. You know, you'd put the bucket back there with a couple of crappies in it, and then you'd forget about it. Oh. And then you'd open up that the hood of that topper four days later, and oh. you're like, whoa, Nelly. Is that the, is that like the melting fat? Is that what it's, the, the smell oh, is? Oh, stop. I don't know what it is. That's so gross. Mm. Well, that's what it is, isn't it? It's got to be something the, the breakdown. The fat down. melting. Uh, down. Stop saying fat melting. Fat melting. <laughs> Sounds like a, an advertisement for like a weight loss pill. It does. Yeah, fat melting. It'll get everybody to come right in. <laughs> Listen, lard ass. You could start the <laughs> commercials like that. That'd be good. What do you think? Well, melt that fat away. Yeah, I uh, little mold and food and all that stuff that gets yeah. me. I could deal with blood. I can deal with poop. I can deal with snot. Fine, but like mold and gross left food. Ugh. I understand completely. Mm. No question about it. What's this new a new bill for Minnesota nurses? What's this all about? Oh yeah, I, I, that was on the national news. I found that. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't go into it much, but it looks. I can't. I didn't see if that's helpful to nurses or not. But I knew we were talking about. Nurses, so I threw that up there. New language being considered by a legislative conference committee working on a health uh, budget bill would exempt some hospitals from nursing staff rules contained in their bill. If approved, healthcare systems like Mayo Clinic could sidestep some of the uh, major provisions of the proposed Keeping Nurses at the Bedside Act, including the requirements. This was a big TV news story, right? Yeah, this was, it was, that's where I found it was nationally. Yeah, it's a national story. Mm -hmm. So what is, what's the argument here? Because apparently the Mayo Clinic literally threatened to just shut everything down. Yeah, keep reading it because I feel like it's going to get into that. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I found it and thought, wow, we were just talking about this. If approved, healthcare systems like Mayo Clinic could sidestep some of the major provisions of proposed Keeping Nurses at Bedside Act, including the requirement that a committee made up of nurses, executives, and others agree to staffing plans, or if they can't resolve their issues through arbitration. However, according to the draft language obtained by NPR News, this provision is only available to certain eligible hospitals that are a national referral center engaged in substantial programs of patient care, medical research, and medical education meeting state and national needs. So in other words, only some of them can do it? I don't know. I'm very, I wish somebody would, we need Michael Bryant. What is this saying? Is it saying that there's, okay, so there's Yeah, I don't know. I can't really tell. I know what you mean. It sounds like there's legislation put into place to help nurses, and then there's a law going through that their ability to sidestep some of those. The, the, the Mayo Clinic. Yeah, that they yeah, are able to right. then go past that in certain procedures. I don't know. It doesn't sound super good, but at the same time, I don't know how to cut through all this. Like, what are they saying? I think we're in a situation, and I talked about this earlier, about the food and all these billionaires getting involved in growing our food and all the rest of it. Mm -hmm. The same thing happens at not all the hospitals, obviously, but some hospitals. I'm sorry, it's true. I don't know of any locally. Maybe there are some. But around the, the country, there are some hospitals, they're, they're just interested in making money. 
give a rat's ass about anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Is this, do you think that's where this came from nationally? Well, I think that, yeah, like the, the cuts, there's a reason they're making cuts, right? Like they're, mm-hmm. they're paying somebody out. They're not doing it for the nurses. And so it's at the end right. of the day, the hospitals are, they're just, you know, they want to make money. And well, they have to, yeah. Problematic for good care and what our nurses are having to do. So I don't know. I, I would love if a nurse wrote in and told us the breakdown. Like, yeah, that would be great. Yeah. I agree. We got to take a break here. Be right back in a couple of minutes. Wrap things up right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, president at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a community bank based right here in the Twin Cities, we believe in taking the time to get to know our customers and their businesses. And part of that is hiring and cultivating a team of experienced lenders When your business banks with us, you're not training in a new, inexperienced banker. In fact, our bankers have worked with many of the same customers for years, earning their trust. We get to know you and your business, and you get to know and rely upon us. When your business is looking to capitalize on an opportunity or solve a problem, we'll be here to help you. Tom here. I know Brad and Mike, and I trust that with my banking, they've personally delivered on everything they've just said. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here. Are you ready for some throttle therapy? Cruise the water in luxury on a brand new Bennington pontoon from Power Lodge. Enjoy sunset from the water, entertain the kids, and float on the lakes all summer long. It all starts at the Lodge, the Twin Cities' newest Bennington dealer, the Power Lodge, with locations in Brainerd, Onamia, Ramsey, and Miller Marine of St. Cloud. Hundreds of pontoons in stock across all Power Lodge locations. Your summer fun begins at Brainerd's newest Bennington dealer, the Power Lodge. Enjoy the best days of summer on your your favorite lakes in a brand new Bennington pontoon from the Twin Cities newest Bennington dealer, the Power Lodge in Ramsey. With locations in Brainerd, Onamia, Ramsey, and Miller Marine in St. Cloud, and hundreds of Benningtons in stock across all locations, the Power Lodge is your destination before you hit the lakes this summer and cruise at sunset. Fun begins at the Lodge, the Twin Cities newest Bennington dealer, the Power Lodge. Get some throttle therapy on land and water, millermarine.com and powerlodge.com, and you can tell them. Tommy sent you. Hi, I'm Mike Bryant for Bradshaw and Bryant. If you've been hurt in a car collision, it's traumatic enough. You don't need to waste time and energy on the legal stuff. Think of us as a partner who will guide you through the process. First off, you need to recover. But part of that is getting the compensation you deserve. At Bradshaw and Bryant, we'll work hard so you can get the rest you need during the trying months after a personal injury. At Bradshaw and Bryant, we understand how important it is to make our clients comfortable. So we build each client relationship on the pillars of honesty and transparency. Don't miss out on what's rightfully yours. We'll go to bat for you. For your free case consultation, please visit minnesotapersonalinjury.com. That's minnesotapersonalinjury.com. I'm Mike Bryan. I hope you're never injured in a collision. But if you are, don't sign anything until you've talked to Bradshaw and Bryant. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. With Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show podcast. I love this new, you know, Quaker Quaker oats. They yeah, make all those great, like those uh, those rice cakes. Now, yeah, 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 yeah. Quaker makes a bunch of stuff. Rice crisps, I guess they call them. No, I've never. Heard. Oh, like maybe that's the smaller version. Yeah, I think it's a smaller version. But they have cheddar uh, rice crisps. 
which sound really good, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what their slogan is? Better hmm. cheddar crisps. Cheese so and like rice. Cheese and rice. I like that. And then, of course, the commercial had to change right when I was going to tell you what it said. So I don't even know if I can remember what it, Oh, it said... Why did it have to change? I had it all up here, and then it changed, and I can't find it. Had it all it. teed up, and it was great because it was like son of a, son of a cheddar. Or I, why did you have to change? Is there a way to go back? No, there's not a way to go back. I thought I could move it out of the way, but I can't. I'm in a really weird rabbit hole about nonprofit hospitals in Minnesota. Oh, you are okay. Um, and somebody wrote in and said a lot of uh, hospitals in Minnesota are nonprofit. And then I'm reading this article saying all but two of Minnesota hospitals are not for profit or government mm-hmm. owned, which that blows my mind. Which are the two that aren't? Regency Hospital of Minneapolis mm-hmm. and Prairie Care. Where's Prairie Care? No idea. Oh, they need in Prairie. Oh, I know where Prairie Care is. Prairie Care. That's hard I to do say. Indeed. So all the other hospitals in this state are nonprofit? Well,. I don't, it feels like that is kind of misleading. Right. I, yeah. yeah. I would have to agree. Because when they, you, you say nonprofit, it makes it sound like they're out there doing the Lord's work. Yeah. But really what they're doing is they're taking all of their profits and just divvying it up between, you know, administrators and people getting bonuses. And right. So at the end of the year, they might be at zero, but everybody walked out of there smelling like roses. Yeah, I'm... Super thrown off. Because my mom works for, and I think we can say it, but my mom works for Fairview. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about any of the Fairviews that are around the Twin Cities, but my mom works at the one in Hibbing, and she talks about how much of a pain in the ass it is to get anything done because all these guys do are looking out for the bottom line. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's mm-hmm. very, very accurate. Yeah. So I don't know why they get away with calling themselves nonprofits because most of them are, are for profit. I don't know, man. <clears throat> I feel like that's going to be my afternoon. I was supposed to clean that um the kitchen, but I feel like I'm going to do this instead. How much did that guy from United Health retire with again? I forget. He just we retired last up. year. It wasn't uh, like two hundred million yeah, dollars, something, something crazy. Yeah. It was way. It's like what? Golden parachute. Yeah, that's garbage. a good. That is a golden parachute Jesus. right there, baby. Yeah, he just retired like a year or two ago. He was not very old either. Um, I forget. We looked him up that one day. Well, I assume that's what you were doing now. I'm, I'm trying to, but it's I don't have Get as off much your ass. Last time I swear we had his name. Mm-hmm. I think we did have his name, yeah. yeah. But wasn't it like $200 million or something? Something like that? I bet it was like $11 million, somewhere around oh, there. Oh, I think it was a lot more than that. Well, the problem is when you Google healthcare CEO retires with $200 million, it gives you 67 different options of yeah, the person it could be. That's yeah. the problem right there. Anyway, God bless you. I guess, uh, you know, but... Seriously, I am trying to stay away from the national news, but I'm watching all these other documentaries and things. People are money, 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 money. That's all people care about anymore is money. Isn't that sad? Yeah, it's very sad, especially when you're in the healthcare realm. You just go, uh, and you know that there's, it's funny because it's like the people you probably deal with face-to-face are the people that are there because they want. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah, Yeah. to give care. They are passionate people. So you can't take it out on them, the people that you get no. to, you know that you see, but it's it's frustrating. It can be, no question. Um, have we always been that way? Has it always been about uh, the geld? It's always been about the money. 
Yeah, absolutely. Throughout yeah. history. Yeah, I mean, I understand that right now we're at a, a hard time when people, when it comes to greed and money and, you know, remember when a million dollars, like that guy has a million dollars and now a million, now it's nothing. Now everybody's a millionaire, it feels like. <laughs> it's yeah. true. But and you can't, it couldn't even be like, I made, we have made a million dollars and so now we can retire. Yeah, no. It, it feels like it's, you're just so far away from it. But I, yeah, I've said this before. I don't understand why people think that all rich people are the problem. The problem is not rich people. The problem is greed. And I know yes. a lot of people yep. that are poor and very greedy. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Um, I really want you, I know we don't have much time left, but the five random facts for Tuesday, the number two one, I think is so funny. And I really want you to read it. Is that why you brought that up just as I was typing something in? No, did you, were you putting that in? I was, I was going to type and find out. The five random facts. United Health Group CEO. I was looking up that, and I, the one that I found was 11 million, but I don't think that's the one you wanted. No, it's not, because this guy, Andrew Witte, is the CEO oh, of United Health Group. United Health Group CEO was paid a little more than $20 million a year. Holy bucks. So your 11 million is a little off. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I shouldn't say he was paid that. He was paid that in 2022, because in 2021, he, uh, he only made, I think, 18 million. Oh, yeah, poor guy. <sighs> tough year. <laughs> a tough year. I don't got, I guess, you know, you got it figured out, and, uh, I, you know, uh, you are what you are, you do what you do, or all the rest of it, but I just, man, that's a lot of money. Don't you think it's a way, way too much money for people to be making? That's insane. I don't know. It's, it's unfortunate. I just yeah. dropped myself from the screen for the last five minutes. What do you think of that? We'll miss you. If you're yeah, watching right. on YouTube, it'll just be know that fine. Tom's still yeah. here. I mm -hmm. can share my camera. We can send it over there. No question about it. But I mean, yeah, look, if you make a lot of money at your job, good for you, and I'm happy for you and all the rest of it. These some of these football players making fifty, seventy, two hundred and fifty million dollars. Yeah. I mean, God bless you, I guess. That's the what the job pays, so you, that's what you do. But these money grubbing sons of bitches, they're the ones that drive me nuts. Yeah. And we figured it out last week that for every twenty uh every Three and out, Kirk Cousins has, he makes $24,000. <laughs> a three and out, he gets seven yards. It goes nowhere. They punt the ball. They still give him $24,000. You know, i got to be honest with you, because I ran into him in Florida. I didn't talk to him or anything. He was sitting at the next table in a restaurant. He's skinny. Yeah. I mean, he's really skinny. I don't know what the hell. He didn't look like he had much of a muscle structure to me. Have you ever seen him? I've never seen him. No, but that's, in fact, you know, Judd and Phil, they talk a lot about how he's kind of dainty. He is bit. dainty. Yeah. He absolutely is dainty. Yep. You know, when Tom Brady, I was thinking about this yesterday. When Tom Brady was going through that phase of people were saying, Tom Brady is going to become a stand-up comedian. Before right. he retired, after, right. you know, after he's done with uh, with football, before he becomes a commentator, he wants to do stand up comedy, and everyone was like, huh, "I'd love to see him try it." Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe you took this scrawny public school kid from San Francisco, and he became the greatest football player of all time. Yeah, you, you don't think in three years Tom Brady could be an excellent stand up comedian? Yeah, that's what all. That's, What's the harder likelihood yeah. of, yeah. That's all the guy would do is study comedy and write all day, every day, and he would be a better comedian than 90% of the people out there. Um, William McGuire, is that another name you're thinking of? Like oh, no, Bill, no, I know Bill McGuire. He, was the, he, he retired a long time ago. They said that he had one of the biggest golden parachutes ever. Um, how much was that? $1.6 after all the stock options. Oh, $1.6 Yeah, listen. I don't think when I leave this show I'm getting anywhere near that much. <laughs> Exactly. I'm here to tell you. Not the point six. Well, Billy's just... the one that he owns the soccer team over in St. Paul. Oh, he does? Yeah. 
Well, he built that stadium, I believe. Hmm. I'm almost certain he did. Yeah, Bill was a good friend of, uh, of Ralph Basham's. That's how I met him. A very pleasant person. In person, he's a very pleasant guy. He's, I would be uh, pretty pleasant as well. He never offered to give me a billion. I, yeah, I'm a little upset by that. Well, at least the point six. Like, he doesn't need that yeah, one. Yeah, you don't need the point six. You already got one billion. Where, give me the point six. Yeah, Willie. Yeah, Willie. Also, I'm scared of you because you probably have a lot of power, so I shouldn't be Who, mocking your name. Yeah. What's he going to do to you? Bye, Hubbard. <laughs> <laughs> He'll call up, Ginny. Get rid of her. All right. That's all I have to tell you. There's Sorry. no question about it. Sorry, Bill. No, I don't know. It's like I said. It's but that's a lot of damn money to be retiring. A 1.6 billion. Yeah, and there's more to his story too. He later agreed to return 600 million in various payback agreements. Um, and there's there's a lot to his story, but they're still really claiming. Yeah, his it seems interesting. I'd love to. see I haven't seen him in him. years now. Um. So yeah. So we gave back $600 million of it. Yeah, they talked about uh, McGuire was asked to leave in October 2006 after fred federal prosecutors and the IRS requested documents concerning his stock options and executive compensation. Oh, my God. He later agreed to return $600 million in various pay payback agreements, including one with the SEC. But McGuire retained about $800 million in options after everything was said. So he got about half. Yeah. So he's got an interesting story. I... Because, you know, it's not like, it's funny because we'd go, oh, he did this and that. It's like, there's a whole board of people that agreed to that amount. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And then, Very good point. Uh, so it's not as simple as, like, he took this money and left. That's not how it works. But, yeah, that's a lot of money. I don't really go along with a lot of conspiracy theorists, but as I'm reading this uh, about the Moderna Board of Directors, did you guys see this mm -hmm. at all? Uh, this this article came out late last year. Moderna Board of Directors approved a golden parachute for CEO. Is it St uh, Stephane Bancal? Stephen. St Stephane Bancal, yeah. Worth more than $296 million at the end of the year, up from $9.4 million in 2019. That's a jump. Before COVID-19. Oh, so when conspiracy theorists are go. like, it was all about money, I'm like, usually I just go, yeah, 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 keep, we keep walking, Flat Earther. But then I read stories like that and go, you might be onto something. Oh, there were a lot of scams involved with that, <laughs> oh with that pandemic. There, I'm not saying that people didn't die and get sick, because mm -hmm. they did. Absolutely. But so many scams were tied to that whole thing. It was unbelievable. Yeah. We talk about this all the time. When there's chaos, sometimes the worst people come out of the woodwork. They do. When mm -hmm. they take advantage. So I think You're that's... Right. You gotta, yeah. All right, we'll close with a happy thought. <laughs> Paul McCartney wouldn't let Weird Al Yankovic do a parody of Live and Let Die that he called Chicken Pot Pie because he didn't want to promote eating meat. <laughs> Funny. That's great. Are they really <laughs> chicken, chicken pot pie? Chicken pot Damn. pie. I thought you would love that. I, I think it's wonderful. Me too. There's no question about it. All right, we have a wonderful day. Uh, family podcast coming up in about 15 minutes, and we'll see you guys on this show tomorrow. Bye.